five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about data-driven marketing today and how to maximize the intelligence you gain from that. But first, let's listen to Lay's chip cam. And we've got uh, Theory Henry, soccer star, and David Beckham, of course, legendary soccer star. And Theory ate all the Lay's, okay? So they're going to search the stands and find... I guess so. <laughs> wow, unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm running it a little Ciao, fast. Tutti. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have a slight problem. Thierry has eaten all of the lays. Let me fix it. Hey, camera guys, can you please find someone with lays to come down and watch the game with us? Do you have any lays? You don't have any? No lays, no game. Balls are not so tasty. <laughs> no lays, no game. Defensivism? No lays. Gotta be lays, guys. Next time. What about those? Do you have anything? Uh, look at two. No, that's empty. We already have one empty here. We don't need that. Okay, no lays, no game. I thought that was pretty good, you know. I I speeded it up, but but I laughed. And uh, I don't know, maybe those. the 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 hard part for me is out of a out of a hundred thousand people or whatever's at the game, and only two bags of lays in the whole in the whole stands. That seems crazy. I mean, I'm guessing that they sell them at the at the concessions. I don't know. Don't know. Let's get over to the story. That's the only way to find these things out, right? Okay, so uh, here's the backstory from Eric Oster at Media Post. They brought the No Lays, No Game global campaign back. It uh, Last year, it was Theory going door-to-door during or right before one of the big soccer matches. And... Uh, and He'd knock on the door, and if they had Lays there, he would stay and watch the game with them, which would be a kind of a life, you know, experience. You you could tell your grandkids about that, maybe. I don't know. Um, so they surprised some of soccer's biggest fans by literally going door to door. Um, so now they got the chip cam this year, and uh, it was it was created by Slap Global, which I thought was pretty good. And they shot it in Milan's San Shiro Stadium. And, uh, you know, my guess is that says when they find a father and daughter with a bag of lays, Henry and Beckham reward them by in a seating upgrade watching the match alongside the two soccer icons. That's a pretty small bag of lays. <laughs> There's also a behind-the-scenes version. Okay. Now, here's the good part. I knew there was some reason I wanted to show you this. Fans who can prove that they have lays with them while watching a game by scanning a QR code on the bag get a chance to win exclusive prizes, including tickets to the UCL men's final at London's Wembley Stadium, which is, I think, where uh, Tottenham plays, right? The new stadium that they couldn't move into during COVID. I used to be a Tottenham fan, but then they traded Harry Kane away. <laughs> Munich 
as you know, you know, you all know this, of course, right? Anyway, so U.S. residents even can participate in the Lay's detector experience somehow via the brand's Facebook and Instagram pages. So I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to go over to the Facebook page one of these days and I'm going to find out. So just because you're in the U.S. and by the way, I'm getting a lot more likes and and uh, impressions from from around the world during the night than I used to. I don't know if LinkedIn, I guess LinkedIn is going global, which is fine with me, right? I was one of the first 50,000 on LinkedIn um, in 2005, I think it was. Path to Response announces innovative performance-driven direct marketing, retailer retargeting, uh, for retailer retargeting. Uh, They're revolutionizing how retailers approach retargeting with its innovative direct mail solutions, okay? Now, what makes path response interesting uh you know one of the founders was tony white i put that in there in case i forgot and tony white was also the founder of uh not epsilon not experian abacus (laughs) they all start with a vowel (coughs) i get them mixed up abacus and i worked with tony way back way back i don't know probably the mid 90s and i worked with uh bullock and jones which is still around and what i showed them was that we could take the variables our own variables and plus their variables and we could improve on them dramatically by adding more in-depth customized customer purchase information you know what i explained to him was that that they were just categorizing like Land's End was apparel and Cabela's was outdoor or sports, sporting goods. So the same as Dick's or the same as Bass Pro or or, uh, or maybe even the same as, um, yeah, we have Dunham's, I don't know, whatever. They were, they were just giving one big category. I said, you know, I went and worked with... Um, with Johnson Murphy shoes and for a while in the cigar craze they were selling cigars and I was also working with Thompson cigar quite a bit and I said you know in Johnson Murphy shoes a cigar is just an accessory item you know they also had watch winders and pens and uh, fancy belts Uh, those were all categorized as other basically because they're not shoes right their main category was shoes and I said, you could call that apparel, but if, there, if, if you buy a cigar from Johnson Murphy, it's different than if you buy a cigar from Thompson Cigar, where it's a 7-inch Dominican Maduro wrap, uh, you know, 42 ring size or something. Same cigar that, was, that might be selling in, um, in the Johnson Murphy catalog. Oops. So... The idea is that we should think of the context. Anyway, long story short, Tony now went on to found uh, Path Response, which is much more like I tried to get him to do with Abacus. I think he was only a minority stockholder. He told me it was very smart that I kept most of my stock, but, you know, (laughs) kept it too long. Anyway, so what they do is they bundle together. Let's see if I got it. Yeah, here, up here. And and for some reason the highlighter didn't work. 
Maria Youth. I know Maria. Hey, Maria. I'll uh, reach out to her. On, I think we're connected. Uh, I talked to Tony. She actually set it up. But Tony is, uh, he didn't remember our conversation. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I hope I helped. Um, we have to mail smarter. Path Path to Ignite is the only solution combining consumer buying behavior with custom modeling to address the challenges brands face in today's direct mail marketing landscape. You know, I've, you know, I, I, I was a very, very early adopter and early advocate for retargeting with mail. But the problem has always been, and probably still is, that you have to, you you can identify the IP, you can identify a sort of a device fingerprint when it comes to your website, but out of, say, 100,000 visitors, let's say you've got a very popular website, you get 100,000 visitors a day, okay? By the time you whittle it all down in looking for that fingerprint, you end up with 5,000 mailable names, mailable addresses. It's just... You know, you really have to have a big bunch of anonymous visitors, and that's always been the problem. The other problem, as Path to Response is saying, Maria is saying, is that you don't know much about those people, right? And ideally, you'd like to target the best of them and maybe not target the worst of them, okay? Maybe they just don't read their mail. I don't know. Um, that's probably not a big problem today. They'll get to it eventually, right? But you could, if you knew from the merchant, um, if they were a customer, you could market to them. Well, you can do that. Everybody can do that because you can do a matchback unless you use El Toro, which didn't allow us to do that. So we were right to signing a contract and we told them, you don't understand mail at all. Um, but in general, they, you know, you can match it against your customers and have a different customer offer than a, than a, uh, than a prospect offer. But I, I do see an advantage here, and I'd love to hear more examples of how this is worked out and implemented from Maria, so I'll reach out to her. Okay, here's an, artic here's an article by uh, from Marketing Insider Group, and it's actually back, I think Ritson tagged this, that's how I found it. It's actually from back a couple of years ago by Michael Brenner, and he was the founder of Marketing Insider Group, I guess. And he says, there's no excuse for not knowing what your customers want, except that they don't know what they want. With that one little caveat, I don't know what I want. You don't know what you want. And your customers don't know what you want. Other than that, it's not a bad article. It just does tries to do too much. You see this? It's an 18-minute read. And we're not going to spend 18 minutes on it. No way. Okay, gone are the days of mass untargeted broadcasting. That's interesting because the Lay's commercial is basically untargeted broadcasting, pretty much. Uh, everybody loves Lay's. I think there was a commercial like that when I was a kid. Everybody loves Lay's, can't get enough of them or something like that. Anyway, everybody does. So you can be untargeted. And uh, I think it's Les Bennett says the more, nope, that's not who it is. It's someone that I don't really know well, but they're at Ogilvy, uh, I think, in London. And they said the more broad the appeal of your product, the more broadly you should advertise. And I agree with that. This idea of targeting all the time is nonsense, right? 
That David Beckham commercial isn't targeted all the time. Heck, I'm watching it in the U.S. And I, how many U.S. soccer fans are there? Not that many. I lettered in soccer. I was the team captain in high school. So I know something about soccer. Center mid and backup goalie. Oh, I don't play. Don't ever play goalie. You think it's not so hard. You stand around most of the time. Yeah, but during practice, they used to kick the balls. The whole team would go around and kick the balls in 40-degree drizzle. And we didn't have gloves in those days. Now they have fancy gloves. Oh, no. We just had our fingers fall off. See why my hands are so short? It's because my fingers kept falling off. Anyway, if you've made it to this point, you need to comment. <laughs> Tell me about your worst sporting activity. <laughs> okay. Pinpoint targeting accuracy. Yeah, baloney. It's not true, and it's not, it's not advisable. And I could go and shred this article, but I'm not going to. You know, he starts out with outbound marketing is going out of style. And what's interesting is he's got all of these different media compared to inbound marketing, but mail isn't part of it. It's not a medium, even though it's something like the fourth largest spend in America in advertising is, is direct mail. Fourth largest. I don't even know if that includes postage. It does, you know, but it's really it's a huge industry. It's a huge, huge industry that doesn't watch social media much and doesn't comment on my posts. <laughs> Yesterday, we had a great day. It was well into the two or two thousand impressions from LinkedIn. We got to convince LinkedIn. This is a game here. You got to convince LinkedIn that they should be putting this post in front of people. And we had a good weekend on that. Okay, 50% of people, why don't you just say 50%? How big was the sample size? 50% of shoppers believe they are better informed than store associates. Yes, I do. When I was trying to save my house from freezing and the pipes bursting, I went to the True Value and I asked if they sold inverters. No. He said, what's an inverter? <laughs> I said it it turns DC like from a battery into AC so you can shave your with your electric razor. Oh yeah, well we got battery chargers. Well no, they were actually inverters right next door. So we found them. Yeah. It's a big problem, okay? But it's also a big problem when people use insignificant digits in statistics. This is not helping me understand your data. Okay? And it's nowhere else either. Why do they why do they not round that up anyway? It makes it a much more much more. It's not as persuasive. Meaningless digits add sort of credibility, but it's it's dumb. And there aren't any other ones. I don't know why they did it there. Okay, 51% of inbound teams only have six people, which means you can have an impact. That wasn't much of an infographic, but here's a good part. In the 1960s, marketing was mostly used at a mass targeting level. Uh, in, the, in the early 70s, 1971, no, 70, hmm, it, was, it was 74. I went around and sold newspaper advertising for about three years then and that was the way if you were a little retailer or a little independent store you advertised in a small town was in the newspaper right so there's a lot of truth in this 
20 years later, direct marketing was in vogue. That's when I came in, right? 20 years later in the 80s, I started as a marketing consultant in 1981. And uh, I built a telecenter essentially from scratch. Uh, I bought a computer and we started tracking customer behavior. Um, that was in the very late 70s. And so you could target specific segments. But Dick Shaver says direct marketing was a great idea that was never implemented. And I think that's true. I don't think anybody understood that it was about testing. And this person here, Michael, does get that. Way down, he says, uh, he says marketing needs to be data-driven. But how do we end up with good data? The answer isn't collect it all up. How to make your marketing data-driven? The answer is to plan the data that you want to acquire before the marketing campaign. Build the testing into the process. It doesn't quite get to there. Okay, he says everybody talks a good game. Winterberry Group says that there's a high demand for customer-centric communications. Yeah, we keep repeating that personalized is, that people like personalized content better. Well, of course they do. I like things that interest me, but I don't know what's going to interest me. You know, over the weekend, YouTube sent me the green wall in the Sub-Sahara. I'd never heard of it before. I wouldn't have said it was interested if you would have said, hey, are you interested in the green wall? I would have said, no, not at all. Turns out I was. See, YouTube is a little broader than, and, and Google is a little broader in their search than, than uh, Bing or, or even DuckDuckGo. And that's because they have some humility. They know they can't predict what you really want, right? I don't believe that. I don't believe that that's necessarily helpful. It's very confusing. Increasing customer engagement, mail is the most engaging. More mail is the most engaging. Uh, you have to, it, we know it gets delivered. We know it goes to the household. We know it gets to a decision maker. We know they have to make a decision. Even throwing it out, even junk mail is engaging. And they have to engage with the brand identity. They'll, they'll see your brand. Can't help it. Improve content quality, focus on your loyal customers. All of this is good. Tris really tries to do too much. You know, in one point he says you should let the algorithm figure it out. And another point he says you got to have humans involved in interpreting the algorithm. Right. Somewhere down here he gets to testing. Automation. There's the part that where the, the algorithm should figure it out for you. Create an always-on testing program. Vic Hunter said always test something. And he says... You can do such things as, as multivariate testing. Check your ego at the door always. I never say, that's a dumb idea. I hate your creative. I always say, let's test it. Some environments with small, you know, we've convinced everybody to mail such tiny segments that they don't have enough to even test. So if you focus on testing, you'll get longer runs. You'll get more continuity. Everything good happens if you have a testing mindset. And craft multiple variations, right? You don't want to just test one thing. You want to repeatedly test things, and you want to test multiple versions. And that was the good part. The article will be available at WDMA shortly. You just subscribe for free, and you can get at all the show notes forever and ever. Amen. Have a great day. Like, repost, comment. Bye-bye.